Where, for example, is it written that you have to give up your cherished dreams or desires in order to be married? This week, be a little selfish. No, 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 really, it's okay. Dr. Noelle Nelson says so. Stay tuned. you running out of date ideas? Let us help. The Hitched Wine Club is the only wine club created for couples and includes exclusive date ideas that will help you and your spouse stay connected. Membership starts at less than $30 a month and provides exceptional, award-winning wines from around the world. These aren't the wines that you'll find at your local retailer. It's like getting date nights delivered to your doorstep every month. And these are just some of the membership benefits. Find out more by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Gift options are also available. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the always fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, We are talking about um, what's in it for me. Uh, it, it, It sounds like it could be a really selfish, um, type of statement to make, particularly in a marriage. Uh, and I mean, are we advocating selfishness? Um, in a sense, yes, but it's a positive selfishness, not a grabby, petty, me, 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 I'm it type selfishness. Okay. Um, you know what? Actually, before we get going, Noel, I want to uh, give you a shout out because you have actually uh, it's been, you know, five days, so you have a new book out. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. And so this is a new book out. Uh, it's available on the Kindle Reader. And I just wanted to let everybody know that up front. Uh, so if you uh, are stuck in a job that you are not very happy with, um, definitely, definitely pick this book up. You can get more information at Noelle's brand new, uh, relaunched website or newly designed website, noellenelson.com. And I will repeat all this information at the end, but, um, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that opportunity up front, Noelle. Thank um, you. Is, is there anything I should add about that <laughs> while, while we're talking uh-huh. about it? <laughs> um, only that you don't need to have a Kindle that, uh, Amazon pr- provides free apps for yes. every single device under the sun. Um, so you can read it on anything electronic. You know, you can just get that at Kindle, no problem. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, okay, back onto the topic of what's in it for me and um, digging into digging into this topic a little bit more. So you're saying that there is a difference, though, um, in, in that there's a positive selfishness and not a grabby, petty, me, me, me selfishness. Um, I've, I've never really heard of the positive selfishness and, and certainly not in the context of a good marriage. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the way we usually look at things. But when you, you take a step back, you realize, Steve, that when you come into your marriage, 
you and your spouse are two distinct individuals. You have different dreams, you have different desires, goals, preferences, the works. And in the course of becoming a couple, you find common dreams, common desires, goals, preferences. And that's wonderful. That's terrific. But the thing is, is that as time goes on, without realizing it, you may find that you've let go of many of your individual dreams in the interest of the couple Mm. and that your marriage ends up feeling constricted instead of expansive. Okay. Uh, but, But that's part of the deal. In order to benefit from the many joys and advantages of marriage, we agree to set uh, some limitations on some of our behaviors. Uh, uh, you know, you you can't behave like a single when you're a couple. Um, of course not. Of course not. But there's a difference between limitations which really enhance your marriage and those which stifle it. Hmm. Okay. Um, so what? But what do you mean by that? Can we get into that a little bit more? Sure, sure. Well, some of the limitations are obvious. Not flirting, uh, not having affairs, following through with your promises, honoring your agreements. I mean, those are all limitations which allow for deeper commitment and trust and genuine sharing of self in the marriage. Okay. But other limitations are self-imposed, and frankly, they stifle the marriage. Where, for example, is it written? that you have to give up your cherished dreams or desires in order to be married. Mm. And I want to give you an example because this happened just recently with a friend of mine, and I was just so blown away by it. Um, His name is Jim. He's 62 years young, and he's been married for over 30 years, okay? Uh He has had this lifelong desire to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, which just happens to be in Africa. Mm -hmm. His wife, who is a doll (laughs) is like, there is no way, no way that I'm hauling my butt across continents to spend seven days without a shower, (laughs) eating rations from a pack and being in freezing cold. There's just no way. I'm totally not interested in it. And so they made an agreement. She went and stayed with her very favoritist friend and they gave themselves basically a spa and girls week. And he trotted off, found an economy flight to, to Africa and this great group of, of guys, about eight of them, I think it was, that climbed up that thing and he managed to come back <laughs> intact. And they were both thrilled. It was like really, really cool because he came back literally rejuvenated and he brought that energy into his marriage. She, meanwhile, had a darn good time with her girlfriend, and since he came back in one piece, she was happy. That that is that is pretty awesome, and yeah, <laughs> because I think you know one of the one of the pieces of conversation that uh, usually surrounds marriage is you hear the the cynical types will talk about you know the end of your life being over once you get married, or now you're hooked to this ball and chain. Um, but really what we're talking about here is that, uh, sure, there are some limitations uh, when you get into a marriage, but it, it's not the end of your individuality. And the, there's that positive uh, what's in it for me aspect of it. Um, I mean, that, that, I think your example's a great point of that. He didn't have to give up his dream because he was married. And in fact, right. they 
uh, they they found a compromise that worked for both of them. Mm-hmm. And and I'll give you another one. Okay. Okay. Because this is on purpose an extreme example. All right. Which frankly, Mount Kilimanjaro is pretty extreme too. Yeah. Let's say that you always wanted to do deep sea underwater photography. Okay. Okay. And your spouse has a fear of deep water. She wouldn't go snorkeling with you. She's certainly not going to deep sea anything. And she has zero interest in becoming a photographer. So you gave up on that dream. But there's absolutely no reason to. See, that's, I think, where people start with that ball and chain routine, which is absurd, is they just assume that because interests aren't identical or dreams or desires aren't identical, that you can't somehow make it work together. And yet, quite frankly, your deep sea underwater photography dream could bring greater life and zest to your marriage. Mm-hmm. I it it so I watch football uh, with my friends uh, every weekend, and uh, you know a lot of our wives uh, aren't humongous football fans, which may come as a shocker to Gee. people out there. <laughs> Um, but you know, they, they under, they understand. I have a great group of friends and, uh, they are in great relationships and, and the, the wives understand like, you know, this is something that they like to do. They're, they're passionate about it. Um, it's their guy time or whatnot. So they have, um, started their own book club and on, uh, Monday nights, they send messages back and forth about the books that they are reading and they have used, um, you know, the time where their partner is doing something individual to expand their individual self a little bit. And I, I think that's pretty awesome. And it's kind of going in line with what you were talking about. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's just so important to, to, to be the individual that you are so that your marriage can stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the marriage, I mean, it really, it's, it's, it becomes a place where where both of you can expand, be more fully the individuals that you are, uh, and yet as a result become closer. Um, it's a paradox, but 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 really, is it? Well, you know, some people would say that perhaps it creates distance between the two of you, and it can, it can. Let's say that you just, you know, blocked your wife out during your football thing and and it was just you didn't care about where she was or what she was doing or anything else. That could create distance, but you can involve your spouse in your excitement or in your vision, depending what it's about. I mean, for example, with the the, the deep sea underwater thing, they don't have to literally dive under the waves with you. Mm -hmm. And these days with, with webcams and all the rest, you can practically bring your spouse along. While they sit comfortably on the couch petting the cat, or <laughs> as in, you know, your, your, what I think of as your book club, book club wives group is they can, you know, do their book club thing. It's, it's just so life-giving to go for your individual dreams, sharing your excitement and joy with your spouse. It's when people cut their spouse out that the problem happens. Mm. And quite frankly, it's what you did in the beginning when you were courting, you I- know? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the thing. When you think about whenever something great happens in your life, uh, for, at least for me, uh, the first person I want to let know about this great thing that happened to me is my spouse. Sure. I want to be inclusive, not cut them out. Um, right. And I think one of the things that I find attractive about my wife is is her individuality. It is those 
things that she brings to the relationship that I don't have in common with her because those are the things that are, are new to me uh, and I find totally interesting. If, if I already know about it, then it's like, eh, yeah, I knew that. Right. And I think that's the, the, what happens with the person who becomes cynical is they sort of assume that you have to be clones of each other in order to have a fulfilling life. And, the, and what you're saying, and accurately so, Steve, is that's not, that's not at all the case. Yeah. And it, it's funny because sometimes uh, there's a, you find those bridges between their individual interest and your individual interest. Sometimes there's a, there's a little bridge there that connects something uh, between the two of you. Um, like, for example, my, my wife is a huge gymnastics fan. I'm a huge football fan. I talk about football all the time, obviously. Um, but one of the, you know, and they're completely different sports. They're completely different things. Uh, but because of that, though, she understands my passion for what I, for, for watching it and stuff. Uh, and vice versa. So I know when, you know, the world championships were just on for gymnastics, I, I get that. I understand uh, the importance of it. And I ask her just basic questions and I try to, you know, I'm never going to become the fan that she is. Um, but I try to at least get a little bit of an understanding of the sport so that I can have somewhat of a conversation. And she, uh, you know, she she humors my interest in like fantasy football and players on my roster. And so when I'm ranting and raving about how terrible my team is doing in fantasy football, uh, she there's context to it that she understands, um, even mm-hmm. though she's probably never going to play fantasy football in her life. Um, right. But it, it it's those types of 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 connections that I think uh, really draw you closer, as we were talking about earlier. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, so it's okay to be selfish a little bit and, and asking what, what is in it for me? Uh, is there any, is there anything that we, we missed, uh, in this conversation? Well, let, let's talk about how it works when the shoe is on the other foot. Okay. In other words, let's say your spouse has a dream they want to live and you're the one going, no, not for me. No, thank you. Well, if you really love your spouse, which most of our listeners do, you can say, not for me. And I'm so glad you're going for what you want. How can I help? How can I support you? In other words, you share in your spouse's enthusiasm and joy without having to do whatever it is with him or her. And the more you openly, overtly applaud your spouse's efforts, cheerlead your spouse in whatever they're doing, the more involved you are energetically without having to join in. You see, you've created that greater togetherness just by allowing your spouse's individuality. And if I may share something that I happen to know of your and your spouse's life, because I think it's so adorable, <laughs> is you mentioned her her love of gymnastics. And one of the things I know is that um, she will do these handstands when you guys are traveling in some odd spot yes. and you'll take a picture. Yes. And you encourage her doing that. Even when, if I recall the story correctly, uh, you guys were on a, um, not a trawler, wrong word, on the ferry or something. Yes. A uh, in, yeah, a boat. And she wanted to do it. And the boat person wasn't all that happy, but she did it. And you got a great picture. I mean, that's how you share her enthusiasm and, and her delight in doing it without you ever having to attempt a handstand. So, you know, that, that would be kind of the, 
the last thing that, that I wanted to point out is what's important is sharing the other one's enthusiasm and supporting it, mm -hmm. not actually doing the activity. That's not relevant. Yeah. So now marriage becomes a place where both of you expand. Both of you become more fully the individuals that you are. And it's exactly what you said, Steve. It is a paradox, but draws you closer. And it is so. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to highlight is that I can also do a handstand. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, no, but the, the, the other thing is, I, I mean, you brought up my wife and I, we do, it's, it's funny because, uh, I, I feel like when people get married, they think they have to automatically do everything together now. Well, you're a couple. And so everything must be done together. And my wife and I do tons of stuff separate. I mean, all the time. And uh, we always offer, as you, you gave that example of always offering, would you like to, to join me? Nope, you go ahead, have a great time. And, and we encourage the activity of the other person. Um, but we never put the guilt like, I can't believe you're not going to participate in this with me. Um, right. And once we started becoming supportive of each other in that Yes, I know you want to do this. I don't want to stop you from doing it. And as a matter of fact, if I were to go with you and complain the whole time, it would probably ruin the experience for you. So instead, <laughs> you, so instead, you just go ahead and do it. And I hope you have the greatest time of your life. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to help support that, you know, go on, you know, let me know. Um, now, saying all this, that doesn't mean that there aren't instances where sometimes, yes, you have, you know, you have to bite the bullet and, and join them. Uh, particularly if it's of something of of great importance to them or they have made a request. Uh, but that comes back to uh, not abusing uh, that power either. My, well, that's why we call it positive selfishness, not just selfishness. Yes, exactly. That's a great distinction. You know, yes, in your mind, you always have to remember what's what's more important here, my relationship or my, you know, going off and trekking I don't know, Australia for five months. <laughs> yes. uh, maybe, maybe there's a compromise here. Maybe there's a middle, a middle position that will make me happy and yet still preserve the integrity of our relationship. So yeah, that's why I call it positive selfishness. Yeah, no, I think that's really great because I, I mean, and, and research has shown that when uh, the individual is strong, it, it helps, like we were talking about the, the relationship, it helps the relationship because it's those individual traits that drew us to to our mate in the first place so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i'm i'm really glad you added those points noel i think those are really important uh any anything else that i may have skipped over this go around no i just say have a great time that's what marriage is supposed to be that's right that's right uh so if you guys have some individual things that you have participated in uh and you would like to share those let us know we always love hearing from you uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Google Plus, all these all these avenues. Uh, we also have an email button on the pod on the podcast page. Uh, so let us know what you think. Um, but before you uh, you go, I want to remind you that uh, you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of. Uh, geez, countless best-selling books. Um, as I mentioned at the top, 
Her latest book is a business one available on Kindle readers, which you can get on all your devices. Um, it's a free app, by the way. It's, it's, it's really nice. Um, it, the book is called Got a Bad Boss? Question mark. Work that boss to get what you want at work. Uh, it is a fantastic book, uh, and if you've read any of Noel's other books, you, you, you know what to expect and that it will be uh, a really great read. Uh, her relationship books, her most recent one is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, you can, of course, get all of this information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can follow Noel on Twitter, at Dr. Noel Nelson. Uh, she is on Google+. Plus. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hitch Media, uh, and uh, I think that is about it. Um, if you, like I said at the at the beginning of this little uh, diatribe here, if you have any questions, let us know. We we are always uh, looking to help you in any way, shape, or form that we can. Uh, so please take advantage of that um, that little podcast email button on the uh, podcast. Uh, so one last time, thank you so much, Noel. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you, Steve. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight.